Hello my guys, my gals and my non-binary pals, this is the Peter Greenwood Show at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival Podcast, where it's not the actual, I'm not actually at the Edinburgh Fringe right now, but I'm in my home, but I was at the Edinburgh Fringe yesterday in fact, and I did an interview with three lovely people, two of which you're going to hear now, one of which you're going to hear in another episode. We are starting with the cast and crew of It's Not Rocket Science. Let's take a listen, shall we? This is the Peter Greenwood Show. I am here at the space at the Surgeon... Is it the Surgeon Hall? At the Surgeon's Hall. I knew that. <laughs> and I have three ladies to my left. Could you could we go around and introduce yourselves, please? Tell me what you do. Yes, of course. My name is Alana. I'm the producer for It's Not Rocket Science. Hi, I'm Cecilia. I'm the writer and director of It's Not Rocket Science. And I'm India, and I play Eve in It's Not Rocket Science. Oh, hi, today. Are you well? Yeah, yeah good. Very well, thank yeah. you. Let's talk about the show. What's its origin story? So, um, <clears throat> someone once said to me, oh, you should write your next play about space. And I thought, oh, okay. I don't know anything about space, but that sounds really interesting. Um, and then I thought, what aspect, what way in could I talk about space in this play? And I, all I knew about it was that it, all I saw in all the media was just men going to space and I was like there's got to be some female representation here um, and then I realized I obviously couldn't write about it as an English student what it was like to be an aerospace engineer or a female astronaut or anything like that so I spoke to Alana and we decided to interview as many women as we could in the aerospace industry so we've interviewed over 20 women on zoom and via a google form like people from NASA, Lockheed Martin, from over 12 different countries worldwide. Um, it's been absolutely incredible. What was that interview process like? Who, name some of the, uh, drop some names. Who, who are some of the people you've spoken to? Unfortunately, a lot of our, because of the nature of the, the interview, it's quite sensitive topics. Okay. And there's always a risk if you speak up that your career can be slightly jeopardised. And not all the ladies that we spoke to had this view, but... Um, a lot of them wish to remain anonymous, so we can't drop names, unfortunately. But we, we were very excited about a lot of the women we were speaking to. <laughs> What's it like speaking to them? What was the interview process like? It was incredible. Um, we got so many positive responses back initially that we thought we were like, wow, we weren't expecting it to be um, received so well by so many people. Um, and just interviewing them and hearing all their stories was incredible, it was inspiring, it was, I'm obviously not a scientist in any way, but it made me want to go into it just so I could be like these women, because they were just honestly incredible. Yeah, it was, it was an absolute honour, and we'd always start by asking their general story, and how they got there, and the things they've done with their lives, honestly, like, I've never heard anything like it. We were so astounded that they wanted to speak to us, and they're still supporting the show now it's really lovely when it came to casting the show and putting putting voices to the, the people you'd interviewed what was that process like it was really fun um, to have people from the Nottingham New Theatre audition to us for us um, and but then when we found India um, who actually studies aerospace engineering we were like we found it we found our Eve she is Eve um, and she just embodied everything that all the women stood for and were saying like, perfectly. I want to ask a little bit about aerospace engineering, and I know nothing about 
aerospace engineering. So what is aerospace engineering and how did you get into it? Um, okay, so I actually kind of got into it as a bit of an accident. Um, I showed up to the talk on, I knew I wanted to do engineering in general, and I showed up to the talk on aerospace and found out that it was specialised, already specialised, um, and it's basically the study of how things fly, propulsion, uh, all the electrical things associated with aircraft, um, basically just aircraft maintenance as well, and the physics behind it. And I just found it really interesting when I listened to this talk and knew that I wanted to give it a go. So I thought, why not? May as well uh, try. And, and I've been really enjoying it since. Yeah. How did you get cast in the play? Who is Eve? Tell us about her. Um, so Eve, you see her grow up in the play. So she starts as a young girl who is interested in space and, and in the stars, but doesn't know all that much about it. And you see her learn and grow and become really passionate about her subject and I remember seeing and reading about the play about f 15 minutes before the audition deadline was up and I thought how have I missed this I can't miss this opportunity like this is exactly what I want to do so I auditioned and I'm really glad that I did um, because yeah she is just I think she represents a lot of the girls that I've met on my course um, in a way being one of few girls makes you a bit more driven to try hard and succeed and I think through that you get more out of the course definitely. I want to ask and I want to ask this in a non-offensive way but you said I think the idea of space is primarily male driven what was it like when you discovered what some of the women had accomplished in it and why aren't they getting the recognition that the men the men are it's like a tale as old as time that women especially in science but in all fields aren't getting the recognition they deserve and so finding the women that did have those accomplishments was so uplifting mm. and it just made us more driven to share their stories and the lack of role models is something that not that we're going to make a huge change in that, but we'd love to show on the play that role models are important and Eve becomes such a role model to so many people. And that was something that was really important to us. I'd like to ask, when you got all the feedback from the, the ladies you interviewed, how did you go about crunching it down and putting it into the play? It was quite a long process. We took... Um transcripts of all the interviews and then we highlighted them based on plot points that we could use and then quotes that we could use and then we sorted them into sections so childhood inspiration school uni work life other general sexist stuff and then also wholesome events as well so we could definitely have some uplifting things in there um, and it was just figuring out which bits were universal um, from a lot of the women and which bits worked well in what scenes as well. Do you have a favorite quote that you, I, I don't want you to tell us the whole show, that's the problem with doing interviews like this, mm. is you want to say to people, so tell me about your show, but they don't want to spoil it, but do you have a favorite quote that you discovered during this process? We made you think of one for the Instagram. Oh, a favorite quote from the play. <laughs> um, it's sort of because it's a bit lighthearted, but it's when Eve says, he means I don't have a penis, Dave. Uh, when someone says that she's not qualified to do the job that she's doing. Um, I just thought that was quite a good, 
a bold way to come back to the comments made about her. But I think quotes from the women directly, um, there were just there were a, str a string of quotes at the start of the play, and all of them sandwiched together, I think just sum up the message perfectly. So I'd say those quotes at the right at the start are my favourites. What's next for the play after the Edinburgh Fringe? We are not 100% sure, so currently we haven't got anything planned, but um, a fair amount of people have asked, oh, do you want to do something in London? And we're like, we will think about it. We'll see how this goes. We've only done one show. Um, but hopefully it won't be the end. As we mentioned, we're from the Nottingham New Theatre Society, so as part of my committee role for next year as external coordinator, we're going to try and like definitely push for um, in Freshers Week to do performances of both shows that have come up from the Nottingham New Theatre, so Rocket Science and Madhouse. So that will also be available to the public. And so anyone who couldn't come to Fringe but can come to Nottingham can come see our plays. There is also, um, we recorded a dress rehearsal so we can send the video out to all the women that we've interviewed and that will be available on request in early September as well. That sounds fantastic. I want to see that. <laughs> Please do. Where can people find out more about you and about the show? We have Twitter and Instagram. Our Twitter is INRS2021 and our Instagram is It's Not Rocket Science. And we have lots of... 21. It's not rocket science 21. Um, so please give us a follow. We've got loads of information about how the play came about, or about all of us. Um, and there is also a Nottingham New Theatre Instagram account, which you can follow as well. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank, Thank you, you so much Thank for having you. us. It's been lovely. It's Not Rocket Science is playing at the Space at Surgeons Hall in the Bevan Theatre on August 19th, 21st, 24th, 26th and 28th of August. This is the Peter Greenwood Show, and I am here at the space at the Surgeons Hall in Edinburgh. And to my left are four people. Could we go around and introduce ourselves, please? I'm Helena. I'm the producer and assistant director. I'm Maddie. I'm the writer and the director. I'm Izzy, and I'm playing Annie. Uh, and I'm Pete, and I'm playing Goose. Goose? Yes, <laughs> Goose. Uh, <laughs> Never find out why he's called that, but I think that adds to the sort of the mystery of my character. Uh, I am very really curious now. <laughs> Let's talk about, well, first of all, how are you today? Good, thank you. Um, yeah. Feeling fresh, ready. Yes, ready to go. <laughs> Excited to, yeah. That's, very, that's a good thing, as long as you're feeling ready for it. Let's talk a little about your show, which is called Madhouse. What is Madhouse? Wow. Do you like comedy? Yes. Great. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If I said no, it would have been a, lot, been a short interview. This show will change your mind. Uh, it, Madhouse follows the lives of six housemates enduring the horrors and hilarities of shared living from debt romance mistakes mayhem don't want to give away any spoilers but there is a personal crisis at some point in the play for each characters of the characters um it's all set in a messy kitchen and it's got a really great soundtrack mm. <laughs> i've been describing it to people as we've been flyering as fleabag meets big brother as well or a show about broke students performed entirely by broke students. <laughs> I've been a broke student, that's why I'm so interested yeah. in this yeah. show. Yeah. I think so far we've found that the audience, I mean, a lot of the young audience members have found it pretty relatable and uh, just kind of going, yeah, that, that, that is me, that is me. <laughs> it's <laughs> nice, um, yeah. Even older audience members are saying it takes them back to being at university. Mm. So yeah. 
I think yeah, that nice each of the characters are as distinctive and diverse from one another as possible so that there's a character that will relate to um, so at least someone in the audience. Each character will have a different... Yeah. <laughs> Where did the show come from? Well, um, the show is uh, compiled of various personal experiences or stories heard from other people just throughout um, growing up uh, and being a student myself. Um, although a lot of these experiences have been exaggerated or fictionalised. But um, it actually, the idea evolved when in last November, my, uh, my housemates and I were having an argument um, about whether or not to turn the heating on. Um, <laughs> and it was freezing and it was a very light-hearted debate and it was quite funny. So I just sort of then wrote it down as a sketch and then various other sketches um, uh, like took place in front of my eyes so I was like oh write them down and eventually compiled them all together to form Madhouse. So you, would do, you wrote it last year during the world's least favourite C word what was yes. that process like? Well it was very ironic because I had all the time to write about the show but it, of course it would have been at the time um, impossible to put it on um, so that was a bit of an oxymoron there um, but there are no references to COVID in the show because I'm fed up with it. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I was going to ask if there were people like arguing about COVID in the in the show, but no. that's not a thing. Yeah, I, COVID does not exist in the world of the Madhouse. I want to live in that world. <laughs> <laughs> Could we make it about seven people instead of six? <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that because I will. Oh, <laughs> nothing else to do with my life. I will just stand at the back of the stage and be like. Yeah, I agree with him. I agree with her. If you do have a party scene, you're more than welcome to join. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> You've made my day now. What was it like putting the show together, casting it and saying, oh, this person is right for this role, this person is right for that role? Oh, the, the auditions and the casting are the best because I felt so much power. But um, no, it was very <laughs> flattering to hear someone read out something that you've written. Um, but I've been really lucky with my cast. Everyone, I think, is great. And everyone, it was very funny. Everyone started off saying, oh, I don't really like my, I don't really like my character. If I knew them in real life, oh, I wouldn't really like them. And they've now come to, oh, I see so much of myself in my character now. <laughs> and it's just quite nice to watch that process as well. Well, I think the weirdest thing for you, Maddie, as well, was the fact that you cast people over Zoom. Like, we did our, we had to send in our audition tapes, like, we never met anyone in real life. In fact, I'd only ever met Maddie online. Really? Yeah, and it was just weird because like we'd all been part of our Nottingham New Theatre, which is our theatre group at Nottingham um, University. But like because of, I mean, I'm a I'm a first year going into second year, so I'd not met anyone in, that, was, that was part of the, of the, the theatre group. So doing our auditions online was kind of quite surreal to be like, okay, now you're going to be in a play that's going to be in real life eventually. But for the moment, just keep meeting online. Just, yeah, really As well, there's only so much when you're doing a line run or whatever. Um, you can put as much emotion as you like into it. But then as soon as you get on stage, nobody is going to want to come and see a show where it's two people standing opposite each other, saying lines, and then waiting for an awkward delay uh, as Zoom yeah. catches up. We've all but watched enough Zoom calls to know that you just want to turn your camera off and yeah. leave. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And so for us to actually be able to get back out on the stage and act and block things and, you know, have like intimate moments between actors and just all of that is just so nice. Um, 
it's definitely and then you get to put it on on the world's biggest stage almost uh, at Edinburgh Fringe which is incredible so it's been a really positive experience for mm, I think all yeah. of us as actors to just get given something and just say go wild and you know do yeah. play who you want to play really yeah. How did the show change from those Zoom conversations to doing it in person? Because something that works online when you're, you're scripting, reading scripts to each other may not work in real life. How was that? What was that process like? It definitely came to life when we performed it in person. Although I must say that for a long while, uh, our student theatre had asbestos and a leak so we were unable to use it for a long while and in which case we rehearsed in we sort of toured each of our student kitchens (laughs) which was ironic because and authentic in a sense because that is where the play is set but that also wasn't ideal um but it's just been really nice I would say it kind of replicated the stage we have though like it was good to practice in a small space because you kind of get, you know, student houses are not massive anyway. Like, yeah. to replicate that on a stage is probably quite accurate for us at the moment. So what made you want to come up to Edinburgh as opposed to recording a show and streaming it online? Oh, wow. We were saying this morning, actually, we think that the audience is just the missing puzzle piece um, that really makes theatre theatre. And online, it's it's just not the same. No, There's no applause. It's just you don't get that adrenaline of going out in front of an audience, hearing their reactions, you know, and Mm. I mean, the cast are the ones on stage, so. It's just so nice, especially when you do something with an audience, um, to be getting that laugh back or to be getting someone sign because they've seen something that they empathise with or just any of those things. It's just so much nicer than, obviously afterwards people are, you know, when you do shows online, because I think a lot of us have been involved with Mm. shows that went online, um, afterwards people comment or send you a message going hey I loved this bit at 25 minutes where you did this and you were like oh great but when you're actually on stage and you get someone right there, right there mm. laughing at you or whatever it's just so nice Goose, to Goose gets a lot of laughs yeah, yeah, yeah. Goose I think was, as a character yeah, but it's so nice for your character to not like when you're in rehearsal obviously it's lovely having our producer and our director laugh but you know <laughs> they should they, 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 they're with us the whole way through the journey so to be at that final stage knowing that random people that have no idea what Madhouse is about come and sit down take a chance and go that was really funny yeah it's just I mean it's great for you as well like for your first play to be like yeah this 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 works people are liking it it's really it's just a really positive response another interesting thing is um certain lines that we don't always pick up on as being like like they're funny but Sometimes there are certain lines and the audience will just like be bursting out laughing. We'll kind of look at each other it's like, really nice. was it that good? Yeah. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Having that fresh perspective, fresh mm. eyes every, every time an audience comes in. Yeah. 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 Um, and like it's the same for you on the more, if Goose as a character is the comedic relief and everyone's supposed to laugh at Goose, Annie, I think as a character, is really sort of plays the, mm. the drama and yeah, shows the yeah. struggles of things. And so I think, again, it must be nice for you to know that people are in the audience watching you going wow, that is really hard-hitting. Yeah, there's a nice balance, I think. Like, Mm -hmm. um, friends that have come and seen it have come up to me and said, oh, I just love the fact that, like, one scene I could be sitting there close to tears and then the next I'd be close to tears with laughter. So Mm -hmm. I think it's just, yeah. It's just maintaining that balance between comedy and drama with uh, underlying all of the comedy, there is a serious message of it all, which I think is important, just gives the play a bit more substance and Mm -hmm. people can relate to it more. 
She's nice. What's the future like for Madhouse after the fringe? Where are you taking it next? Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> it's not confirmed, but we may be uh, putting on two more shows in Nottingham, either at our student theatre, the Nottingham New Theatre, or at Lakeside Arts, um, which would be nice as it's our base. Um, but the future is currently unconfirmed. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> That's kind of the, the way for everything at the moment. Everything's mm. a bit unconfirmed. Yeah. I'd like to ask, though, before we wrap up, going back a little bit, when did you find out you were coming to the Fringe? Because I've spoken to a few acts who were like, oh, we didn't find out until end of June, beginning of July. <laughs> yeah, so it's been a very precarious situation. Helena will be able to vouch for that. Um, but I think it was not officially confirmed and registered until... Was it July? I think it was July. I mean, we were always, we were rehe started rehearsing, of course, earlier, but mm. there was always that, might not happen, and um, who knows what the what yeah, will be thrown okay, at us. I think, well, yeah, when Scotland um, eased restrictions in July, that was the day we were told that we are definitely going to Edinburgh Fringe, and um, we got sent the message by our external coordinator, and it was just like, <sighs> the relief, yeah. honestly. And then there was about, months worth of admin to cram into two weeks <laughs> which yeah. maddie and helen have been doing so much like behind the scenes that we're kind of just like we'll learn the lines and you know yeah. we'll do the acting and they're like right let's actually get us there yeah so, thank god it's yeah. all come through and they've done so well like, yeah i'm very happy that we are here yeah yeah and it feels even like now being here it feels very surreal for me i think yeah I, yeah, yeah. yeah i think all of the actors can say the same that we got off stage after our first performance and we're like we just did that. Mm, yeah. That's just actually happened yeah. for mm. us and for it all to just come together after months of not knowing and then not having a run and then our venue changing mm. and just all of the things that I'm sure every show at the Fringe this year has had to deal with. Yeah. But um, it's, it's still only just sinking in. It's, yeah. It is great. It's just so different <laughs> to any other year of theatre, like to, to everyone across the world, like everyone getting up on a stage this summer, no matter where you are, We'll be having a totally like euphoric experience because it's just like surreal so yeah it's just nice that we could be a part of it mm. it is very cool because i did some stuff at the fringe in 2019 and then 2020 happened so mm. being back up here is really nice yeah yeah, yeah. i also think it brings edinburgh to life this summer i know people that came last summer for like a breakaway or whatever and it was just like it wasn't the same it felt quite like i mean it's busy but it's like fringe brings that kind of edge yeah. to it i really do think it does yeah Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. Thank, Thank you so for much. having us. It's so nice. Honestly, it is such a pleasure to have um, interviews. Yeah. We feel professional. And <laughs> we're students. Yeah. I feel professional sitting here with the camera. And I, I, I thank you for giving me somebody to talk to. No, no problem. <laughs> Madhouse is playing at The Space at the Surgeon's Hall in the Bevan Theatre on August 20th, 23rd, 25th and 27th of August. 